0: All right, welcome to Draft Four One Two. This is JT. I'm here with Dave Finoli. Um, this is my first uh, podcast with Draft Four One Two. As many of you out there remember me from Sports Vival, but uh, after the announcement yesterday, we got some big things in the works. Um, and w- I'm, I got the pleasure of working with some great guys, Dave Finoli. Uh, for you's, for you people who don't know, he's on book number thirty-six right now. And uh, Dave, you got some interesting stories and some interesting um, facts. Why don't you explain to the people out there what what got your start in the Pirates?
1: Well, uh, I mean, going back to when I was a kid, I mean, I was lucky enough to grow up in an era where the Pirates were one of the best teams in baseball in the late 60s and and 1970s. And um, I was a freshman at Duquesne in 1979, almost flunked out my my freshman year, uh, uh, my first semester because I was down at the stadium. Uh, watching what was one of the great pennant races of all time. And I take credit, um, and I don't mean that positively, in a negative way for the pirate curse. As um, we were in a, um, in a hotel uh, where friends of mine uh, uh, lived at Duquesne because they had cable. Cable was not uh, uh, in every uh, establishment in the late 70s, and we figured we'd get our best uh, viewing shot of game seven of the 79 series there. Uh, friend of mine, all excited as they went up two to one after Stargell uh, hit his uh, uh, two-run shot in the uh, sixth, um, jumps on the roof because she was uh, she lived on the third floor, and gets us kicked out. So we get kicked out of the hotel as as we're in the seventh inning, run down to a place called the Carlton House, which which was uh, uh, if if we can say a hoity-toity place, suits, um, nice dresses. We're in our ripped jeans and T-shirts. But, you know, heck, everybody's pumped with the Pirates. They let us come in and watch the eighth and ninth inning in the bar. So after Marino grabs the uh, uh, the ball to, to end the game, the fly ball, we, we take off for Market Square and the place is packed. I mean, I had been down there for Steelers Super Bowl wins and it wasn't packed like it was there. And Bill Rainier, who I've written several books with, um, including the Pirate Encyclopedia, um, was my roommate. And. I turned to Bill and I said, Bill, this is great. I can't wait to do this again next year. And I fear that I gave the pirates a curse because next year hasn't occurred uh, for now 44 years. Um, and I, I feel horrible. I feel horrible pirate nation. Do not blame Bob Nutting. Please. Uh, but you're
0: you're still involved though. And you're, you're still, you're still a true fan, which uh, it seems like we're, we're a dime a dozen anymore. And hopefully, uh, hopefully things turn here soon again. Like they did, um, what was it? Oh, seven years ago, which is unbelievable. Almost eight years ago. Now That's I believe was the last time. So, um, you, you made some good points. And the other point in that is I was, I was five years old when that happened. I don't know if that makes me real young still. I'm, I don't feel young, but I was five and 79. So
1: uh, to me, to me, you're young.
0: It was the young, but, uh, you wrote a good article for uh draft 412 here recently. Um, actually, last week, early last week, and um, y- you 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 were like a little kid in the candy store when it came to your enthusiasm for the fact that the pirates are going into spring training. Um, the prospects are getting released by like baseball America and that. And and, and you're right, if you're a true baseball fan, this is this is a great time of year. Um, Absolutely. ash, ash wednesday, sort of like a um, to me, I always look at like I don't like NASCAR, but I always look at the um, Daytona the Daytona race is like my first, like, glimpse of spring. Okay, you know, NASCAR start. Before you know it, they're going to be, you know, racing every weekend. And before you know it, it'll be baseball season. Um, uh, Ash Wednesday, I look at as another because, you know, when Easter gets here, that, you know, we're right around the corner. Or it could be actually during the season uh, sure. some years. So, yeah. yeah. You wrote a really good article, though, basically t- going out on a limb because the, the Pirates don't have really a ton of things that are uh, set in stone, so to speak. But you went through and you you gave us what you think their uh, 25-man lineup is. And if people are watching right now, you could see the um, the scrolling. That lineup, let's talk about the lineup a little bit. And really, there's a couple things that could happen in that lineup that's not too bad of a lineup if a couple it, things
1: click. It, it really isn't compared to what you were starting with. Now this we're getting into an era where you should be excited. If you're a, if you're a pirate fan. Um, I mean, I'm one look, Bob nutting is cheap. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's not the reason this franchise failed. The reason the franchise failed was Neil Huntington did a poor job uh, of developing players. I mean, you, you, you can't even say he developed Garrett Cole because Garrett Cole was a shell of the pitcher compared to what he is now. Yep. Um, with with the basic pitch to contact uh, philosophy um that's the reason this team failed if you're a small market team you always have to have a great system ben Charrington has put this system back together again and we're we're about to get to the point where we're going to see the fruits of his labor um but you you have a lineup now which is not a hit and miss which is not let's let's pick up uh uh, the quad a player du jour and put him in there you got some people that that belong there i mean choy is um he's not going to hit you 25 to 30 homers but he's going to be a consistent 15 home run man um castro is probably uh one that's in there that might not be there for too long um i, th- I thought his power was a little um was a little overinflated last year. Um, he's really a ground ball hitter. Um, I was a little surprised that he. I think he had 22 homers between uh, the majors and and uh, a, But but he's a he's a decent fielder and and I think is going to give you some good time in, in the majors. Um, although he won't be there for long because second base is where you have some great prospects that you'll see towards midseason. O'Neill Cruz. Is going to be, in my estimation, a superstar. Um, a guy who maybe was a little too caught up in in um, his, uh, his sick uh, uh, exit velocity uh, velocity mm-hmm. stats. Um, you yeah, know he brought, he, us, he brought
0: all of us Pittsburgh fans into the uh, the era of exit velocity. I don't think Pittsburgh fans have ever paid that much attention to. I mean. We used to like love when a guy threw 100 miles an hour. We're looking at short stuff, throwing, what, 90? But he threw 98 or 99? We were all like, Whoa.
1: Exactly. And that's something um, when we see the bigger bases and all we're talking about is how it'll help with injuries, mm-hmm. what you're going to need is a strong arm at short because those bang-bang plays, of which there are many a game, without a strong arm at, at short is going to go to the runner um so That's this is especially, where
0: especially you're right especially with the uh you know the replay now the way it is they're not gonna miss that and they're, they're gonna you're you're exactly right and and what you're bringing up is a good point that and i do the same thing sometimes like oh neil cruz he'll be a right fielder but you made that point um it's, it's a good point because them bang bangs you're talking like they're talking like a guy's foot is like about to hit the bag when they and they call him out and or they, yeah. they call him safe and you go to the replay it's gonna be you're right there's gonna be a lot of a lot more info hits this year, put it that way. There,
1: there will be. There will be. So his his arm. And I thought he actually – I mean, when I first saw him at Altoona, I thought it was probably the weirdest <laughs> thing I'd <laughs> ever seen, a six-seven guy playing short. Do you know what? He gets to the balls. He's, he's inconsistent, sure. But I thought he played a lot better defensively than I thought he would have. Um, I, I, I agree. There. I think he uh,
0: – I was expecting sort of like – I'm not going to say like – uh like a Pedro Alvarez type year where he's going to throw the ball away every time. Right. But I expected to see a lot more crazy miscues. Like, oh, man, how did he miss that? But he, I really don't remember too many where I was like, oh, man. You know, I mean, he had some errors, but it wasn't like errors that you're like, okay. I, I mean,
1: yeah, it it wasn't the Frankie Tavares errors for those who remember, <laughs> yeah. who remember him in the 70s. I do remember him. Uh, I was
0: young, but my dad, my dad force fed me to Pirates early on. So he was a good man then good man.
1: But, uh, I I think at third to Brian Hayes injuries have kind of slowed his offensive development at the majors. Um, he's been a bit more of a ground ball hitter than I would have expected. Um, Mm -hmm. there's a guy who, uh, needs to get his uh, launch angle a little, little up and he can probably hit 15 to 20 homers. Um, we get uh we get the outfield. Um, and we'll talk a little more about Brian Reynolds, who certainly is at this point in time your best player. By the end of the season, he won't be. I think Cruz will be your best player. Um McCutcheon, it's you're not getting the McCutcheon of old. People need to understand that. Yeah. But he's a huge step up because if there's a deficiency in the Pittsburgh system, it's in the outfield. Um, and McCutcheon is a huge step up from Ben
0: Gamble, I mean yeah
1: that's, that's mean,
0: basically what you're looking at like last year's like Ben Gamble and I mean
1: right you know, Greg Allen um, oh
0: yeah I mean yeah they're guys I mean yeah.
1: they Clyde Madras <laughs> I remember <laughs> when they were writing articles about how wonderful he was because he had a good three three games in in the majors he was he was a middle of the road prospect at best um and he ended up turning out showing you why he was
0: yeah I, I mean that's true and um and what McCutcheon does bring I mean if this team is like you're talking about, and, and a lot of people are talking about, it, and I I got the Lindy's Baseball Magazine sitting here, they have us pick third, which I know it ain't yeah. the greatest thing in the world, but they have the brew already. I get um, or the Cubs and the Reds behind us right now, um, in the uh, in the standings, which it's a step up, it's at least a positive step. Yeah, this is a good guy you bring in for these young guys. I mean, not that McCutcheon is like the rah rah like the veteran that'll keep them together. He wasn't like that when he was here, but he may have. He's not gonna be AJ Burnett, so to speak, but he'll no, be a guy that you know.
1: But he can show you how to win. He knows how to win. True.
0: That's true. He knows what
1: it takes. And, mm, and that's I what agree. that's what these kids need. Um, right now you you got Sawinski and Wright. Um stunned everybody. I mean, he hardly had any double A experience when they brought him up, stunned everybody with 19 homers, but he was the quintessential uh player in the what I call the Dave Kingman era. Um yeah. The 220 hitter who hits a lot of home runs. Um, he had 19 homers, but yet until the end of the year, couldn't crack 200. Um, had a huge strikeout rate, which is why he was sent down in the middle of the year. Um, but strangely enough, he didn't have a high swing and miss rate. I, I I was looking that up the other day, and it was it was fairly low. So that gives you some hope for him. Um being he's he's just missing some pitches, um so there is hope he can he can move that up. but again, his max in my eye is is a fourth outfielder. um if he's starting, you have some problems in the outfield and he, the he, has- I mean I know when we made
0: that trade with um that was San Diego uh, where we got Suwinski. um yeah um the, he he was actually a guy that was like A power guy down there, uh, in the minors with them. I remember I mean, the name was in there, and I, they're like, Oh, he had, a, he had a big year last year for, for the minors down there in San Diego. And I, I think, I mean, I agree with you, maybe a fourth offer, but I think, um, he showed us if he could just get the um, get the average up to like 250, 260. And, and I'm not going to say keep yeah. that that pace he was on because he'd have been on like what a 35, he'd have got the full bats with the yeah. homer pace he was on. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be reliable but i think he could be a 25 homer um like a 250 if he'd give you 250 then take it as your as your third eye footer right now
1: if he can give you that i mean the the one thing i really liked about him um was he wasn't afraid of the clutch situation if you look at his homers he had a lot in the eighth and ninth inning when it mattered
0: yeah that three homer game he won the game with his uh yeah with on, a on father's
1: day yeah yeah that was um and he had quite a few situations in the eighth, ninth inning when they were um, tied or or a little behind. That and he his defense
0: was actually impressive too. That was one thing. Uh, he made a lot of diving catches last year. I mean, he there did. was a time there was like it was almost like week to week he was making plays. I was like, man, I mean, yeah. the kid's a player. You could tell he's a he's a hustler. He's a hustler. He's, yeah. You know, I I
1: thought I I understood why they sent him down, but I didn't like it on the other end because I did, I didn't think the replacements were of, of yeah. value. No, um, and, and uh, he didn't Here's really. The next guy.
0: Our DH. This is a pick. This is a guy that I think, if he he he's he's older, I understand, and I know that when I left, he comes to Pittsburgh. A lot of fans love to say, "Man, that short right field porch," and and Carlos Santana. He's a switch hitter, but he's a guy that you know could drive the ball. I mean, he could definitely. I think uh, I think I read somewhere if it, other than the non, other than the COVID year he's he's at he got at least 19 homers for the last yeah. um, I think it's the last 11 years or something like that, not counting the COVID season. But um, here's a guy I think if he if he produces like just say I mean we all know what the Pirates' plan is if he does produce yeah he's gonna get traded, which I mean a guy like I have no problem doing that. I mean these guys that no. they sign and and they work out, but. Do you think Santana has enough in the tank that maybe he could,
1: you know, well, well here here's the thing if you if you're looking at uh, the shift rules, the new shift rules. Oh,
0: that's right. I go, yeah.
1: When I looked him up uh, the other day, he actually led the majors in most times at bat where they shifted on him, which was 97% of his at bats wow. resulted in a shift. And mm-hmm. he hit o65 against lefties into the shift. Um, so here's a guy when Charrington says can benefit most from these new rules. Well, this is why he says it. Um, I mean, it, it was just a mind blowing number. Um, here's a pool hitter who's, I mean, not necessarily striking out. He's, he's hitting into, into the shift. Brian Reynolds was on that list against lefties. Also, he, he had an unusually high amount of shifts against him. So, um, there's another guy who. Maybe they're not talking about who can benefit a little without the shift. Um, O'Neill Cruz is certainly another guy who um, is is a pull hitter and and hits right into. Um,
0: oh yeah, he had. I can't tell you how many times the second baseman was playing short right field yeah. and you yeah, think he's. I'm so old school where a guy pulls a ball for a lefty and you're like, oh, then that split second you have that all oh, like it's gonna yeah. be a hit and you're like, oh man, there's a second baseman yeah. sitting hot in right field, but um. And last but not least, this is probably, and I, I think in your article you touched on it, our, our weakness. We have some great catching prospects. There's no doubt about that. But yeah. the the two that are most definitely probably going to make the roster, um, you'll be, if you can get a combined two twenty and fifteen homers combined out of them, you'd be more than more than happy with that. Oh rate.
1: yeah. Well, H- H- Hedges is just a lousy hitter. There's no other way to mm-hmm. uh, to say it. I mean, he has under a two hundred average. Great, um, uh, great defensive catcher I, by saw most of his games last year. He, he is a great defensive catcher. Um, but Plawicki is, I think, he recently had a 300 season, but it wasn't in a lot of at bats, so he's generally about a 230 220 hitter. Um, are, are they catchers
0: though? With a, with a we, have, we have a nice core of young pitchers either up or coming up, do you are they are expensive. they catchers? They could, they're good defensive yeah. catchers. That all Yeah, I,
1: I mean, here's a guy who um, um, last year um, um, took what was, I mean, a, a organization that knows how to develop pitchers in Cleveland, and he was a key reason that was one of the great staffs. Um, their bullpen went unrecognized, but it was it was probably the best bullpen in, in baseball by the end of the season. And um, starting pitching was all young, and, and you got to give him some credit for helping develop that. And that's the hope here—that um, he can he can do that here. Uh, I mean, Andy Rodriguez. even I'm looking if looking
0: I'm looking forward to him. And uh, I mean, I mean, eventually, if your if your catchers are Henry Davis and, and 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 uh Rodriguez, I mean, that's you're looking pretty pretty solid there. I mean, they're they're, they're two hmm. really. I mean, Rodriguez is a switch hitter. Also, yeah. Um, so, I mean, you got you got a lot of switch hitters in this uh, in this um, organization. Sure. And it's and a bit. I've been a big. I've been a big believer on switch hitters. I've just always been a guy that loves switch hitters. And I I know, yeah. you know, it work. It works for the best. We actually have a comment here. Let's see here. Yeah, that's what he just. Uh, Dan Dan uh, Krasinski just told us that. Yeah, Reynolds and Santana are both switch hitters as well. And I think, um, if I'm mistaken, which I could be wrong, because I've been a little bit up. at Castro as a free, uh, switch hitter as well, right, Rodolfo? Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's gives you a lot of flexibility in that lineup. I mean,
1: um, it's
0: it's yeah. nice nice to see that.
1: Um, there is, and and I, I mean, you 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 don't want to get the situation. The thing I loved about Rodriguez last year, and you you don't see this often is not just that he's a um, – uh, that had a good year last year, but he had a good year in upper A. He goes to Altoona, has a tremendous year. Yeah, He, he only gets 20 – I believe 22 at-bats in Indy, but they were good 22 at-bats. But you want to get him those triple A at-bats.
0: Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like I, – I, I get why the Pirates are doing what they're doing. Their lineup uh, – ain't the greatest lineup in, in baseball by no means, but you can That's have – if, if you're – but if your catcher are gonna help your young pitchers with the, with the pitching and the hitting ain't gonna quite be there, I have no problem starting a year off like that. If you start winning games, of course. Which I mean, I, I don't think the Pirates are gonna contend yet. I mean, but like you said, this is the this is the first. We've we've seen this before. But so me and you both have seen this. Like yeah. this is this could be that year that it next year you're gonna be like, uh oh, this is. I mean, we saw that with the uh, the last the last teams that made the three playoff runs in a row. You saw the year or two before that. You're like, okay, yeah. it's it's getting there. And I, I I'm I'm starting to feel it. If, if a couple of these guys do um well, do do come through, and or you have a prospect that we're not even talking about yet that is, is ready. I mean, and let's talk about your other. Which is strange. I mean, this this ain't old school for me. But only four four bench players. That's how it is nowadays, right? In baseball, especially with the DH now as part of your you got 10 starting uh hitters now. But um the one guy that I want to touch on real quick and ask you about, and I, I've had a lot of people talk to me about this guy, and, and you already mentioned that Castro could be the first one without a job, you know, or if he if he struggles, he has enough uh competition that and I think G1 Bay um with his speed and, and you made a comment to me before the show that he he, he reminds you of like a nineties player, Mitch. It goes a long way to me because that's a guy. It's a doubles hitter. A guy that has speed. You know, he yeah. he's going to steal some bases. He's going to be a leadoff hitter. He's a he's probably the closest to a prototypical leadoff hitter we got in a lineup. Um, a lefty that can fly. Um, and, and,
1: and he's good defensively. Yes. I mean he's if Castro struggles. I mean here here's a guy who's potentially a two ninety to three hundred hitter, mm-hmm. and you don't have a lot of those in your lineup. Um. He's fast as can be. I mean, that's his strength, is his speed. Good defense. Um, seems to pick up things quickly. I mean, played center field last year, and uh, I mean, was he Gold Glove? No, but I mean, he he picked up the position fairly quickly. Um, and I I kind of like seeing that as as you know, here's a guy who can, for the time being, be your your Josh Harrison. And um, um Connor
0: Connor Joe, he's a guy that we 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 actually re um. We, we we got him back on the team he was he was with us right. earlier um he had a decent year last year actually in the majors he yeah. was a sort of a quiet year that i think only the baseball you know baseball puns that really followed baseball realized this guy this guy actually played well um we brought him back what's his utility like is he the same way can he play a little bit of um infield play, and
1: outfield yeah, and... he plays a little bit of everything he was um he was a supplemental number one pick um Uh, when we first drafted him, this very disappointing, um, as a prospect with Pittsburgh, I was kind of surprised that he, he, um, ended up carving out a major league, uh, career to this point, but, um, he had a decent year, but again, it was a decent year in Colorado. So how's that going to translate to here? We'll see. Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't a bad move to bring him. I mean, you know,
0: And, and the last but not least this guy, when he first came up last year, um, I saw some nice things in him. I really did. I, I like the way he swung the bat. I mean, he, he went through the rookie struggles, of course, and he didn't get to play enough. I I thought at the time when like you were talking about before, we really didn't have an outfielder that was um ready to replace Sawinski. I've actually thought Mitchell should have been the guy getting a lot of the bats, you know, when that when that was going on. But um how do you feel of Kyle Mitchell? I mean, there's a couple of prospects I wanted to maybe swing around like where are you at on um like uh, Tra- Travis Swansky, like where are you at on him or swag? I'm sorry, Swaggerty. Where are you at on Swaggerty? I'm um, making this team. Or do you think that he is, um,
1: um, he,
0: cause he came up for a little bit last year as well.
1: Right. I like I like Kyle Mitchell's potential. I think out of all the mm-hmm. outfielders, um, we have from a prospect level, he probably has the most upside, but again, it is a weak a weak crew, um, mm-hmm. at this point. Um, swaggerty i think in their minds he's not impressed anybody to this day he's not hit with the power that they thought he would um he had a live bat i believe it was south alabama he came out of if i'm not mistaken but um i think so. he he doesn't have the live bat that they thought he would
0: yeah because um, he was known to be like a, i mean they were talking like a, a 30 homer guy with you know right potential for like 35 40 doubles he's supposed to be like a really hasn't i I watched a bunch of his games last year on the uh the the milb package just watching a lot of games in and that he yeah he struggles at times like he he struggles to make solid like solid hard contact i guess he could use the uh exit velocity for him yeah Uh, we got a quick another uh, quick uh post from dan krasinski uh i'm sorry he's a coach of my son he used to be a coach of my Son playing baseball. He knows a ton about baseball. Uh, I call him Coach Chris because I can never pronounce his last name. But um, he states he likes the young guys coming up, um, and he'll have a, that we have to compete. And he said more so than last year, we should compete more so than last year, which we talked about. Um, he thinks when it's said and done, that Rodriguez or Davis will switch positions. Um, if either if Davis the first or uh, Andy can play corner outfield, maybe or second base.
1: Right. If they are both as good as advertised and I believe Mm -hmm. they are. Um, he's right. One of that's one of the interesting things we'll see at this point. I mean, Andy will come up first because Davis missed so much time over the last two years. I, I project him to start the season at Altoona, um, as much to get the at-bats there, but also so they can both get, um, their at-bats because Andy will start the season in Indy. Um, overall i think what you're going to see is an automated umpire coming up and where that becomes important is one of the things davis gets criticized for is his lack of pitch framing and at that point in time pitch framing will be null and void if if the um, automatic uh, umpires
0: that's, that's true I, go that's in. very true I um, think davis, really has a,
1: davis has a superior arm so i would venture between the two he'll probably stick at catcher and Andy, who's pretty solid, he's, he's solid, not spectacular. I mean, he, defense is not where he's, he's making his hay. Um, and that's okay. Cause you're right. We need, we need the runs. We need the bats in the lineup. Dan's, uh, Dan's right on the button with that. And by the um, way, those
0: watching, look for uh, Dave. Dave is going to have an article coming up before our next, around our next podcast. He's going to show basically where the, um where he sees the big, the big prospects start in the year. And we have a lot, I mean, there's a lot sprinkled through. I mean, our top, our top 30 prospects are guys that uh, if you fall apart baseball, I mean, you got to be sort of excited about them. I mean, I'm not going to get into all of them now, but um, the last couple of seasons, um, Sherrington has done, a, I, I thought, a, a great job at, at bringing in talent. He's, I mean, excellent job. And this year shouldn't be any different with.
1: No, nah, no. Nah. That um, that draft he uh, he did last year. Um, you're going to see what a powerful draft that ended up being.
0: Um, I agree with that. And then um, the the other thing going forward, I think this next this next slide that you're going to see is um, this is where I believe th- this is going to be a not a make or break part of the season for us. But I, I think this this crew could be better than people are giving us credit for. I mean, uh, first off, Mitch Keller was. The greatest, he, he was the greatest improvement I've seen in a guy. Cause I mean, he was basically, I was ready for them to DFA the guy. I mean, he's getting to that point there for a while. You're like, oh, they're not gonna. And he, 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 he rebounded really nice last year. I mean, it was, it was great to see. He's a, he's a kid you gotta root for uh, the way he plays. And you could tell he takes it to heart. Um, yeah. And then you got Ronzi uh, Contreras, which Ronzi Contreras, I think this kid is this kid has a chance to be phenomenal um and then you've got uh, brubaker's sort of like that glue guy you know third guy's gonna give you some innings in that and then you get the the older guy rich hill and and velasquez what do you what was your big take on uh let's start with the two guys we just brought in rich hill and velasquez like I, i know rich hill's like a journeyman that that just Sort of like the new day, uh, Jamie Moyer, so to speak, you know, yeah. it just he's,
1: he's, he's going to be a, a good guy for people to lean on the, uh, the young pitchers to lean on. And he's consistent. That's, that's what you like about him. He's, mm-hmm. he's not, you know, going to be a triple digit guy by any stretch of the imagination. But if you look, uh, despite the fact he's 42, he's been fairly consistent and that's what you need from a number four or five guy. Um, Velasquez gives
0: you a lefty, a lefty in the uh, rotation as well. Exactly,
1: but... and and that's what you you, you were you were lacking. Uh, Velasquez, he's a guy that could lose his spot coming out of um, um, coming out of spring training. I'm not sold on him as a as a set thing. Um, who would or, your
0: six? Who would your like when you were making this up? Who would your who would your sixth guy be like, who was the guy that you had to like, uh, Uh,
1: yeah, Oviedo would be the guy who's going to slide in there. Um, I think he's, he's the guy, most projections I saw had him starting in the minors and, and De La Santos in the majors. But I, I thought De La Santos was nothing spectacular Mm -hmm. and Oviedo gives them that, that arm that they can plug in as the number five guy. Um, if what need, do you, he,
0: what, what do you expect from like a guy like Contreras this year? Like, what do you, um, what can you see him? What, what can you see his ceiling be? Put it that way. Maybe not he, this year, but
1: what? He, he's the, he's a guy. If you remember, uh, Francisco Cordova. Oh yeah. From, in uh,
0: or him in, uh...
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From 97. Mm-hmm. That's what he reminds me of. A guy who just has incredible movement, who can be dominant, um, when he's on and you know like guy did not have much minor league experience when he came up but i'll tell you what every time i saw him in the minors he just impressed me i mean the, the I movement agree. on his ball was was incredible um and i i look for him to be your number one guy mm-hmm. starting in 2024. he's going to be the unquestioned number one uh guy on the on the staff um Keller to me shows the difference between um, the Huntington regime and the Charrington regime. I mean, here was a guy last year at the beginning of the season, my comment on him was, okay, let's see what Charrington can do with a top prospect because Huntington failed every single time. Um, And again, you you can do what you want. um, um, uh, Dan asked if we, yeah, we did uh, talk about Cruz sticking it short. Uh, we both kind of like him sticking there.
0: And it's the cool. reason was, Dan, um, Dave made a really good point with the bases getting bigger now. His arm, um, them bang-bang plays last year that went to the um, the fielder, if you don't have the arm this year, it's going to go, like you said, it's going to go to the runner. Yeah. Um so you're gonna need this, you're gonna need infielders that I mean you're not gonna be no time to mess around this year for infielders. I'm, I'm, I'm you know how they used to do that little pat the glove a couple of times. You're gonna see guys have to really let it rip. Um, so that's that was the point that Dave made. It's a good point. Um, I guess the other part of that would be if he starts getting some issues with his body over time. I could see later in his career possibly being a, a corner off um, just for the fact that. Six seven, we know what basketball players are like with their legs and stuff. I don't know, you know, if it yeah. that coincides with a baseball player, but
1: that, that's yeah. down the
0: road. But I see for the next couple of years, at least, I see, um, plus, like you said, we don't really have much in the uh, except for Piguero really in the line. Yeah, the I was going to say
1: Paguero can be a very good shortstop, mm-hmm. um, and be a decent hitter. But I mean, Cruz is Cruz is that potential McCutcheon. Um, Baguero you think he not. could
0: be the best part since McCutcheon? I mean, you think he'd be that yes, guy? Like, I
1: think potentially could be. Um, but again, this is where we see what this regime does. I mean, we saw what this regime did to I mean, Polanco didn't look bad defensively in Indianapolis, but up here he was lost and they couldn't. No, I mean, to me, that that said, when I when I watched, I was why well, I was stunned with the way he turned out here defensively.
0: Um, I actually was, too, because all the things you heard about him was guys is- so fast. He's a great. Th- I mean, never talk about him in center. Remember, when he first came up there like yeah. hey, he to be playing yeah. center field. I'm like, really? And, I mean- he, and he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad down there defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, But to finish but, up the finish up with the pitching, JT yeah, Baker.
1: but, but he's, G- like a, he's like an old school. He, he's a he's a, a, a typical number, number four or five guy.
0: I actually is, enjoy watching him pitch. I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe it's his maybe it's his name, but
1: well, it, might be I mean, JT.
0: But I, but I like the way he pitches. I just like I like it, the way he competes. I'm not saying he's he's not he's not. I mean, I can see his potential with the most. He could be a 15 game winner if you give him the right given the right, uh, right. right performance. I've seen a lot of games last year where he lost a bunch of he lost some like two one games a couple times like a. Then he had some games where he went out there and just got destroyed. I mean, he's like you say, he's not, he he's not he—he's a great. If he's your four or five guy. You're not doing too bad, but uh, you know, he's up. He's definitely a three in that rotation that you list there. I mean, he's well, not,
1: and and that's the thing. I mean, he, he's that—that that was one positive note I took from last year, and I thought was a huge positive note because if there was one thing you want them to um, to be successful with, it would be on the mound. Um. And I thought those three were were huge development pluses for the Pirates last year. Um. It was it was probably my most impressive take from the team. With um, the, pitch,
0: the young pitching last year. The
1: the young pitching uh, at the major league level. Um. I mean Oviedo. I mean I what, agree. I
0: and mean, yeah, don't think about like when Ortiz came up. I mean.
1: Ortiz was huge the thing about him though is we want to he's a little on the wild side mm-hmm. so that's that's why I think it's essential he probably wants to start the season um in triple uh, a just to kind of work on that but here's a guy that he's another guy that has potential to be a number a number two guy um coming the up Ortiz. He, yeah
0: yeah, the way he threw last year was electric, man. I'm, mm-hmm. and i and I agree with you. He needs he needs more time down in the minors, but, but um, just to see that, I mean, that, that sort of, it didn't come out of nowhere, but it sort of came out oh. of nowhere. I mean, um, yeah. when he came up and threw that that first game, I'm like, oh my, this guy's electric. I mean, he's very electric. He,
1: he was he it was awesome. Uh, Oviedo was certainly a surprise, but he was consistent. He was the consistent one of the two. Um, and yeah. I can see him probably moving in towards the end. I mean, Quinn Priestner had a nice year in Altoona last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, he, here's a guy that, again, he projects to a number three guy for most people. I think he has potential to be a number two. Um, and he's probably the most consistent pitcher they have at this point in the minors. Probably see I him agree in with the that. Season.
0: The other guy that I was I was I know we're gonna get into minor leaguers on our next podcast, but what do you think of Carmen Vladinsky? Vladzinski.
1: He is a huge arm. Mm-hmm. And I was disappointed with the year he had last year, mm-hmm. um, because I, I thought a little more of his potential than um than what he ended up showing. But he has a huge arm, and mm-hmm. if he can get his head straight and 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 move forward. There's a guy that nobody's talking about right now, who is not far away. If no, if that's, why, can... that's why I
0: brought him up. I'm not the yeah. guy that if he puts it together this year, he could be like that. That um, first, you know, June or July when you're winning some games and guy goes down with an injury, you take a chance on a on a on Lodzinski maybe come up if he's pitching well. Yeah. The next the next part we're going to is the part the Pirates. I, I can't. You rip. We could rip on the Pirates uh, what they do a lot of times, but they always seem to put together. A half decent bullpen out of what they come up with. I mean, they above average, I should say. I didn't say in a great bullpen, but they always seem to get some arms in the bullpen. And this year, they, there's some different names and what you what you project. Um, of course, the hometown kid is is the closer, and he's he's been um, he's always one of the guys during the trade deadline. Always, his name always pops up because he's a guy that you know teams would. Yeah. he's a closer, and
1: but un- unless they bowl him over, you're you're not going to see him traded. Mm-hmm. You won't.
0: But you have some interesting setup guys. Um let's start with Dijon, because Dijong is like a um he's a former starting pitcher.
1: Yeah. And, and, and he you doesn't know,
0: throw real hard. No. But he's but he's he's like I think you said in your article, he's just very um he, he works batters very well.
1: He he pitches smart and, mm. and he was very effective last year, especially down the stretch when the bullpen was, was falling apart. I mean Let's face it. This team wasn't far away from a, a 70 to 75 win team. The bullpen easily cost them.
0: Oh uh, yeah, 13 to 20 games, especially towards the end of the year. I mean, there yeah. was. That's what I was saying about Brew Baker. I don't remember how many games I'd watch. Like would watch the first six, seven, you're like, oh, all right, the yeah. Brew Baker's gonna get the win, and then just it just yeah. it just blew up at the end. Yeah. Um, Will Crow, I like is a bat as a bounce back guy. I, I just saw a couple pictures of him as well. He lost a bunch of weight. Looks, looks, looks. Built ready to go. I mean and he looked a out of shape last year.
1: He mm-hmm. he just lo- he looked like he was he was dead by the end of the year.
0: I agree. Um, and he's a competitor. I, I like his yeah. yeah. You know, I yeah. like him, and I think the setup there makes sense. I think the Xiong, it, it threw me for a little bit of a loop, but it makes sense, especially um the one guy in there that I, I just never been a fan of, and I don't know if you might think differently, but it just seems like he was one of the guys last year that had the issues, and that was Underwood. He's like Underwood. Just he has potential. You can see it in his arm. But I mean, he just seemed to give up a lot of big runs last year in bad times.
1: Yeah. No, he he did not pitch well down the stretch. And and um, but you're right. He 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 has the potential, and that's what they're hoping to to tap into there. Um Garcia and Stevenson, or or the veterans of um, of this. Stevenson, tough to gauge him. He didn't have a great year last year, but. A former number one, a former first round draft pick, not number one pick, but first round draft pick. Right. No, he, he certainly was. And, and, um, um, you know, I mean a, a lot of people are looking for him to have a good bounce back year, And, and if he does, that's, that's a huge plus for the, uh, uh, for the bullpen. And the um, one guy,
0: the one guy you mentioned already, um, Oviedo. um, yeah. do you see him in a, in a long rule, like a long, maybe the guy that comes in like in a fourth yeah. inning, be a long yeah. reliever.
1: I, I see that up front. I I do see him eventually getting some starts towards the middle of the year.
0: So you think um, that's why they would put him as a long reliever, like at least try to get that arm, keep, keep that arm a yeah. little bit stretched where he could yeah. maybe fill in for um, a spot yeah. start here and there.
1: I mean, I mean, the next up are he and, and uh, Ortiz. And I think out of the two Ortiz is the one that needs the minor league mm-hmm. um, uh, development a little more. So that, that was, uh, I mean, and, and the consistency I mean, the one thing about Ortiz, he gives up a lot of homers. He gave up 19 in Altoona last year in oh. 110 innings, and and that's
0: yeah, that's a lot. That's, that's, a, that's lot a lot of homers,
1: game. and that's not a hitter's park.
0: No, it's not at all. I mean, Altoona no. is a tough place to um,
1: a tough place to hit, tough
0: place to hit it out of, and I that's that's a great place too. People out there watching, you get a chance. You're a Pittsburgh Pirate fan, and you want to get a chance to watch some of these young guys. Altoona is a great place to catch a baseball game, uh, especially, especially yeah. you got grandkids or kids. You want to take them. It's a great, great ballpark. Nine it, you're,
1: sitting, you're sitting behind home plate. Food's good. It's great. great it, he said, it's great place to see these guys grow.
0: I agree uh, with that. And talk a little bit about Jose Hernandez. He might be a little bit of a, um, not a name guy that. He,
1: he basically has rookie league experience. They got him in the rule five draft. Um, he's got a live arm. Um, I mean, they're only minor league stats, but they were pretty damn impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder whether people just doubted that anybody would take him and that's why they gambled. Um, and, and, exposing to
0: ex- him. and to explain to the casual fans that might be listening rule five means he got to stay on our roster oh, yeah. um, or, or we lose the guy. Are we we give him back yeah. or, you know, we, we have, we to, have offer to offer him back. back yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, that, that, that's. I mean, we've seen it. I mean, we all can say we Colmeny is, of course, you come and he Colmeny came from the Dodgers in a Rule oh, Five. But cool. I mean, you, every once in a while, you see some Rule Five guys around baseball that just pop up, and it's yeah. a team like the Pirates have no reason not to take a chance if a guy, yeah. you know, and, even if he's your your seventh bullpen guy, why is it a it's right. not really a big uh, a big so, uh, risk?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's not going to succeed this year, so don't expect him to have eye popping numbers. Um But yeah, I mean. We, Clemente, Roy Face was a Rule Five. Um, Bobby Bonilla on the opposite end was a Rule Five. We had to we we gave up and had to trade for him. Traded Jose De Leon to the White Sox to get him back. You
0: you know what the sad thing is, Dave. The young guys out there that heard you say Bobby Bonilla, you know they know him just for uh, July first,
1: the the contract (laughs) for the
0: contract. They had no idea that he's a switch hitter that power made some unbelievable plays at third. It was a big part of the Pirates team. I mean. um,
1: Absolutely. They'll, the, they'll
0: know when they say that name, they'll know that name just because of that contract, man. You know, which one is one of a, the few players in pirate
1: history that hit homers from both sides of the bat in one game. Yep. Um, he had a night one of the few to hit upper deck uh, shot in uh, Three River Stadium. Um, and he was a pivotal part of those, uh, our last championship era in, in the early 90s. Um, was a pivotal part of that. Um,
0: yeah he um yeah I mean Bobby Bobby Bo I mean and like you said the rule five guy like a guy like Hernandez is explain to people if you see him get into the first couple games and like you said if he gets torched up you're gonna hear you're gonna see on Twitter you're gonna see the the Potter fans go oh look at this guy they got and not realize that this is this is like a how do you put it like a stash guy you, you stash him because you hmm. get him you play him for this year then you get the it's like, it's like getting a prospect for you hmm. know for basically Fairly anything. I mean, it's a right. it's a cheap way to get a prospect, and
1: and, and it ain't you like to bring that... in a
0: second baseman, taking a, a a bench spot or something.
1: Right. And when you make moves like that, or you have a guy like Tony Watson, who is not a not a good uh, uh, pitcher at the time, and and you're looking to get as good a value as you can, you you trade low. And the reason I mention uh, Tony Watson is because. That's how they got O'Neill Cruz. They got him. He was very low in in the minor leagues with the Dodgers at the time, uh, in in a low level. Mm-hmm. So those guys have tremendous upside. Um, they also have tremendous downside too, because the majority of prospects in, in those lower levels fail, um, the high majority. But when you get guys at low, you have a chance to hit a home run if you can get that talent and 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 develop it as as they have with uh, O'Neill Cruz. Um, which is going to turn out to be one of the few great prospect trades, if only great prospect trade, that uh, Neil Huntington made.
0: That's true. I mean, Neil Huntington had his going away present for all of us Pirate fans by basically making one of the worst trades probably in the last 20, 30 years. I mean, the uh, yeah. everybody knows the, uh, the Chris Archer trade. I understand he wanted to bring in an arm, make a little bit of a splash, but, man, talk but about you know- giving up.
1: Shane Baz
0: is one of the top prospects <laughs> that, now in the Rays uh, organization. That, that's the
1: thing that killed me. People said that was a player to be named later, and I said, "No, there's no way."
0: That's and what I already said given too. up
1: Meadows and and uh, Glass. I was like,
0: "How did they get a player to be named later? We should be getting a player to be named later." Exactly.
1: No, that was Baz one of the was worst the plays
0: I've seen in my lifetime. I mean, yeah. it was it was just made no sense. No, I really yeah. did like Austin Meadows here. I mean, that's I enjoyed watching him play. I
1: um, I, I agree with you in Glass now in all my years of watching minor league pirate baseball was the best pitching prospect they had. And I'm talking in the sixties and seventies. Oh, wow. Uh, to, to include those, he was the it, best it, pitching it prospect. Ball
0: I, moves too, Man, like a guy that throws it, that hard, his ball just has amazing movement.
1: But, but again, that was the fallacy at the major league level. What in God's name would you want to change their style? Uh, everybody Gets knows. The that head, they're, they're young.
0: Everybody knows the Garrett Cole story, but he told the the Astros told yeah. him, and they're like, "What are you doing? You throw the ball 99 miles Tam- an hour. Why are you why are you pitching the ball like right down where a guy can hit it?" Tam-
1: Tampa said the same thing to the Glass now. I Crazy. mean, just just incredible. But the, but,
0: the, the big question, know. the big question in Pittsburgh right now, and the big question to Pirates fans, and even the people that aren't Pirates fans, is just like the rip on nutting. Is Brian Reynolds? I'm gonna ask you this flat out: Is he worth the money that? that they're saying, but it's it really like 40 or 50 million off of what the Pirates offered originally? I think that's what they're saying. Is he worth the money or is there somebody he, else on his team that you would rather see get the money?
1: Here's the thing. I mean, on the end that favors Brian Reynolds getting that money is the outfield. As I've said, is, is their poorest area in, in the, in the system. But on the other end, no, Brian Reynolds is not worth, what they're talking about. He's not a 25 to 30 million guy. I don't even think he's a 20 million guy. Um, And I mean, you say what you want about Bob Nutting. And as I said, he's, he isn't the greatest owner in the world, but he's not going to blow money. Like New York blows money. I mean, he's going to run this team to make money. And, and if the payroll is going to be, um, Something we're going to have to push for. I'm not putting it in Brian Reynolds. I'm I'm putting it in in a, in a long extension for Cruz. I'm saving money to see if if Priestner is going to be everything they think he is. If Contreras is going to be everything they think he is. Because if you tie these guys up for eight years now, um, that's a huge a huge plus. Um,
0: I agree. Where, and, and the age, the age is another thing, right? You talked about that before. Like R- Reynolds yeah. is what 28 already
1: right and you got him for three more years mm-hmm. so it's not like he he's in no position to demand anything at this point
0: and he basically and said that he basically said i can't force the pirates to, to do no, anything and he said no. he's not gonna hold out he's not gonna sit out i mm-hmm. mean he's been pretty stand up for the he's a,
1: uh, he seems like a good guy
0: yeah for everything sure. he's done i mean he could have just said mm-hmm. I'm, I'm holding out i mean there's, you yeah. see that happen all the time like, i'm sitting yeah. out i'm not i'm not getting my money but he already says like i can't force the pirates to do anything um I think uh, something came along the wire today. I'm not sure if it was – I think it was by Rick Walsh, actually, which I don't know if it was totally true, but said that Reynolds said he likes to spend, he'd like to spend his career here. I don't know if that's just – he,
1: he has said that. No, he has said that. He, he really has. I think he likes being a pirate. He likes being a Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, look, if they give him $15 million, that, that would be my ceiling with him. Um, I'm not even sure he's a 15 million dollar player, but so you look at like maybe
0: 90 million for eight years. You'd have no problem with that.
1: I think that's what they offered him. I, I think they offered him like 75 for six or 90 for eight. They offered him more than 10 million. Yeah,
0: um, I mean, he's going to be right. the highest paid pirate in the history. Of the I mean, that's he not is, hard. To, it's not really he's, hard to do. With that.
1: He's, I mean. he's probably a little more worth a little more than that. I mean, as I said, if they go to 15 million, the fact you don't have any outfielders in your system of of his worth um would lead you to believe but on the other end
0: I'd rather see six year 18 million something like that 18 year million, six years you, you get you get them up to these 34 35 years
1: yeah you 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 don't want you don't want stuck um with a guy in his late 30s mm-hmm. that you're paying that kind of money to because again I, you know, I I don't like a lot of what I mean. Quite frankly, when you only have three thousand people in PNC Park, there shouldn't be huge lines at every every concession stand. That's where Nutting's cheapness really irritates me. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he's talking about this, I, I mean, what what sense would it be to to buy somebody for thirty million dollars and not pay anybody else? So you can say you oh the Pirates are spending money. Well the pirates are spending money stupid. If they're doing that, what they're doing with Cabrian Brian Hayes, what they, what they did with, um, um, uh, I'm having a brain freeze here.
0: Well, they had them, them contracts early on with like Tabata uh, Tabata yeah. and, um, Polanco where they got them younger, you know, got the younger extensions yeah. and,
1: but, but the, those guys are who you should be extending. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess Reynolds was the other guy they extended. Um, yeah, they just but, gave him that
0: little that extension before yeah. the, uh, yeah, which I thought that was, that's why I think it made me think, wow, that, that, that sort of like shook me for a shock when he said, I want, he demanded that trade after, you know, they, but that was, I mean, he well, still got, I mean, he got low I, ball. There's no I, doubt. Well, that I,
1: I think it's more uh, a move, could have been from his agent to try to get the Pirates to give him a little more money in the, mm-hmm. in the extension. I think that's what that was about. I think he did
0: say that. He said that, um, it was a st- it was stalled. It didn't look yeah. like either side was budging. He's like, I just thought it would a way maybe to push it back, you know, get it get it going again. But um Yeah,
1: but but again, you know, let's invest in in these younger kids um who you think can go. Let's invest in a bednar um who's put together two solid years. Um
0: yeah, I think Cruz, I think you're right. If he starts off this year, say 270, I mean he's hitting he's hitting homers at the pace he was doing last year, making plays. I, I say yeah. I, you got to jump all over that. I mean, I've, I've been talking to um, different people and I've been reading different things. He's—he's he's about. They said he's the closest thing to being a superstar. He could be a superstar if he—if he—if he comes through on his talent level, he could be something that the the, the game's never seen before. I mean, he showed stuff last year. I mean, right. he's—he was the lead on ESPN a couple of times for, you know, some of the things he was doing. So
1: right, and and I mean. You know, the one knock on the pirate system now, and we'll talk about more on this on the uh, our next time around is, is that they, they have an incredibly deep system, which is why they're rated so highly, but they don't have that superstar potential. And I disagree with that. I think Cruz has that superstar potential. I think Tamar Johnson, you're calling the best hitter drafted in, in 10 years.
0: That's what I keep hearing too. I heard mm-hmm. he's, he's, they said his swing is supposed to be phenomenal.
1: Sure. I mean, he's superstar potential. Um, I think Priester.
0: Has I think Priester has potential. I mean, yeah. it, pitching pitching is harder to get to uh, rely on, so to speak. Right. Because um, we just saw that with Keller. I mean, Keller. You were talking about Glass, and Ice. I used to watch Keller, minor league games on on the mi on my app for uh, the minor league mm-hmm. baseball, and he would just be dominant down to the point where I'm like, you know, then he come up and hey, what? He'd get, then we get sent back down. You're like, there's no. But they always say there's not a there's not a quad A for these guys. Like he's he's no. too good for triple no. A and he wasn't good enough for the pros. But no,
1: I, that's why I, I was I, happy
0: to see him come through last year. So I actually do think he has a stuff to be. I hate to say a number one, but a, a one B, a two A. Yeah, he could be a, that guy he, though. He
1: does. And, and he does. He's he's, and this shows to where we're at in baseball today, because he just averaged a tick under one strikeout per inning, but. You know, in in our day, that was considered a strikeout pitcher. Now, I guess it isn't. Yeah, um, it's it's totally but, stats,
0: but, and I'm I'm not a big um, I don't I don't know if I asked you this before, but I'm not a big um, I'm still old school stats. I, I want the homers, I, RBIs, doubles. I, I'm not I big agree. on all that war and that. Uh,
1: they they shouldn't, and I think this is a little off subject. This is something baseball is making a huge mistake with, is trying to shove those numbers down the average fan's throat because i mean i look i'm i i mean i'm in retail management numbers is what i do and you know i believe in numbers to the fact that they can help a team develop a player but you can't project what a player is going to i mean how many eras do you need i mean to me you need one how many earned run is this guy giving up over nine innings? don't give me this other fip era Plus c r a you know yeah, those I, numbers I, don't I mean can't, anything.
0: Can't do it. I, and, I'm, I'm. I want. I want to see a guy hit three eleven. Right. Thirty two doubles. Eighty and, RBIs, and that's. And, just...
1: that, and that's what they should be pushing down, fans' throat. They shouldn't be expecting people to carry a glossary of, of uh, calculations with them to know what the heck they're talking about.
0: Well, think about when you were a kid. I mean, numbers meant. That numbers I just mentioned right there. You remember the year that Maguire hit forty nine homers? You, you right. remember them, that stat line? You remember forty nine yeah. and, and yeah. one thirty? And you know yeah. anyone can remember. Oh, his WAR was six point uh, point plus three point two that year. You don't remember that
1: again? That's that's a silly wins above replacement players. It's a silly stat. I agree. I mean, you so. think about the concept of the stat. Trying to push that as your your top stat to see who the best. Play- it, it. I mean. You put all the statistics into it, so yeah, I guess it does tell you who the better players are. But it's a, you know, who who's the average player you're you're comparing him to um, that he's going to get you more wins. I mean, you're going to tell me if if a pitcher is on, and, and this is this is why I, I get mad when people say, "Well, wins mean nothing." No, they don't, because nine times out of ten, if a pitcher is on, he's going to get a win pitcher's not on, he's going to get a loss. So I always look at a win-loss record. I look at the winning percentage compared to what the team's winning percentage is when I'm looking at uh, at how effective those numbers are. I mean, look at Steve Carlton. 27 wins when a team wins 56 games. I mean, that's, that's a huge number. That is one of the great stat lines of all time. Um, and it means something it meant how, just how dominant Steve Carlton was that year. But um, yeah, they, they, I think it's a very poor thing they do trying to push that with the fans. And I think it turns the average fan off, quite frankly, when you read baseball sites, that'll start by popping out FIP and, and, you know, isolated power. Well, what does it mean? What, what's, Good isolated power. What's bad? Be- you know, they don't explain that to you. And, and you
0: yeah, I, I lost you for a little bit there as well. I had some kind of connection issue, See? but, um, you
1: lost me because I was talking about FIP.
0: <laughs> but, um, does everybody know that's listening? Uh, as I, I had up here earlier today, um, or earlier tonight, our, our website is www.draft412.com. We got a lot of big things, um, on the way, which, uh, you're going to be seeing here in the next couple of days. Uh, including a big event um, in, in, at Stage AE for the NFL Draft. And, um, Dave, this was great. Um, we may be off next week, um, which will give the Pirates some chance to uh, play some games here in the next week. But we'll be back. We'll be Wednesday, Wednesday night will be Bucko Talk. We're going to change our name here eventually, too. Um, it's amazing how many Pirates podcasts are out there. Is looking for names um, I think we had like five or six names we came up with that i thought were clever and you type it in and boom it's gone um walk the plank was one i thought that was a cool name yeah. um but if anybody has any ideas they want to shoot me um a message uh feel free we're looking for um a cool name it could be something with the north shore something with pnc park um I guess some some might put the draft for one too maybe in, in some kind of uh form for the parts. but um in two weeks from now, two Wednesdays from now, Dave. In that time, you will have your article about the uh, where the prospects. You see the prospects. We can get, we can get a lot heavier on the prospects. There's a lot of prospects to talk about, which Pirate fans should feel, should feel good about. Because I'm telling you, in the last three years, when I tell you that, um, Sherrington has restocked our organization. He, uh, what was, uh, I, I might be shooting numbers out, out, out of my butt right now. But when he first came on. The Pirates were ranked, was it in the 20s
1: organizational
0: wise? It, it, uh, it
1: was probably 27 or 28 from my. What that's I what remember. I was
0: thinking. He took us up to like.
1: We were I think two. The last highest, We What was two the highest we were, in a lot? We were number two last year.
0: Okay. And we're like, what, three or six. four right now?
1: Uh, six is. We're uh, that back okay, to but Okay. That's just because you lost Contreras and, and, and O'Neill and some of these kids haven't. haven't been able oh, to. That's play. right. They're
0: considered like graduated, even yeah. though I mean, yeah, like. Yeah, like, I think
1: Gonzalez yeah. and Davis being injured kind of. But he did it so
0: fast. The way yeah. he, um uh, that one, the one year of the draft, we had so many. I mean, I thought that Huntington's best draft was year that we we spent the money on um Josh Bell because we just paid extra to get you know we got yeah. Bell in the. Yeah. But well, he was like the Was he, a, he? was a late first, or was he like contemporary? He was, he was a, sec, second, he was a second, round second round pick. That's right, second round, yeah. and um. That was the, the year that the major bottom out of baseball. Texas. That was the major league baseball changed their, uh, their. The Josh on Bell stuff, rule, right? yeah,
1: yeah. Pirates. Uh, and that's <laughs> amazing. amazing. As,
0: as cheap as the Pirates are, they changed uh, well, major league baseball's uh,
1: landscape. On they do, and, but they, that's one thing he has never been cheap about is, is the minors. They will spend money. Minors and international, and I'm not gonna yeah. say international signing, so to
0: speak, because we never get the, we never usually get like the big guys like the Wander Francos or like the guys that are. The, no. the hot commodities but that picture they got this year we'll talk about him uh next week as well or two weeks from now the uh, picture they got from from uh, korea yeah they, shim yeah shim they
1: yeah
0: you ain't you ain't kidding i mean he'll put the money into the prospects it's just a matter yeah. of and this is the argument you'll get from the nutting haters is but once they produce what does he do that's that's the argument i think that you know they'll always yeah. say that well it's, he's gonna hit 30 homers yeah 20.
1: you want to you want to argue that point argue that baseball is asleep at the switch without a a um a salary cap and, and that I, may, I i include both us both a floor and a ceiling oh
0: you know what You're, you ain't kidding you don't need like I, I tell people this all the time it ain't it ain't about the cap the ceiling it's about making teams have to spend yeah. like hey you got to hit 120 i think i think hockey's like at hockey you got to be
1: yeah. You better yeah. hit a certain amount of money you, or you're not, you know. Right. You you have to spend a certain amount, but you also can't spend too much. Because if you only put because people well, they just need to force these lower teams to spend. No, you're if the Dodgers want a player, you can have the pirates spending 120 minutes. They're still gonna outbid them for oh, yeah. the for the better players if, yep. if there's no ceiling on this, too. It has to be both.
0: And that's why in hockey you'll see guys like um like couple I think like three or four years ago, like you'll say guys like that are never playing again get traded just because yeah. their contract will go to a team that they'll they'll hit the they'll it. hit the floor. They'll hit the floor. Yeah. Like they'll yeah you know you'll say like, I think Marion hosted sort of one year was traded yeah. after he was already retired. He basically mm-hmm. was retired but didn't he still so get his contract. Yeah he, yeah, he didn't sign the contract. The cap yeah yeah so and, and baseball did that I, if baseball would do that I'd have no I'd have I, that's why I keep saying like nothing maybe that's where nothing is cheap and they they got the guys like oakland and pittsburgh they don't want that they don't want that floor
1: no right right now they get the charity yeah uh, and and the luxury tax so they they don't want it but that's where you need to force it
0: but dave i could talk baseball with you all night but we're we're gonna end this here okay guys once again www.draft412.com there's some great articles um a couple other guys on our staff uh Four one two Joe Joe Kuklis and then we got Emmett how do you say his last name man 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 and um we got we got a little bit of um we got a good personality with these with with us four guys right now um with the different uh perceptions of of what we got we got some old school we got some new guys we got some we got we got a good a good philosophy on a different a different bunch of things and the way we look at the things which is nice because um, I think me and you see baseball a lot. alike, like, but yet yeah. you 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 actually made a couple points I didn't even think of the O'Neill Cruz one. It makes makes so much sense with the bigger bags and um, a guy like O'Neill Cruz. We were just talking about that. A guy like him could destroy on the base pass now, too. I mean, he yeah. how fast he is getting down to first. How many more infield hits would he have had last year?
1: I, I, with between that and the, and the shift. lack of shift for him, I I think it could be you could see him up to the two seventies. They, they project what, him he, now about two forty, 240, two forty five in most of these magazines. I didn't see him in the two seventies. At least
0: two seventy with twenty five homers and say twenty five, twenty, twenty swollen bases and yeah and a bunch of doubles. I mean he's a guy that hits the ball so hard he's he's gonna cost himself hitting a bunch of triples just for the fact he hits the ball yeah. 120 miles an hour off the wall. Sure. So Absolutely. but he's like I said David, I look forward to all this stuff we're gonna be talking about this season with the Powers. I'm I'm hoping to catch some some Bucko games with you, and possibly Absolutely. a couple Altoona games. I Actually. wish Indy was closer because I'd make the trip to Indy to watch the. Uh,
1: that's the- as we'll find out in the next episode. That's the good thing is, we're going to be very prospect heavy in Indy for the first time in ages.
0: Well, that's good because I will have my 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 minor league baseball, which I love. I I'm, I'm in a habit. I come home, uh, their games usually start a little bit earlier in the Pirates. so I'll have that on my right. tablet watching. By Indy the way, I was, I was
1: I was reading an article. MILB is going to be connected with MLB. Um, oh, so, you'll so, get you, both now. so you don't need to buy both if you have mlb um oh, that's huge because i was you, um and you it'll come on your tv because that was always would, my one thing is i was i oh, was watching minor league games on the phone because they didn't have an app on on smart tvs
0: that is phenomenal because i was watching on my um, ipad all last year yeah. so that's right. that's phenomenal and then the other thing is as well is that um uh, what was I gonna say no with the um the MLB? I don't know if you have T-Mobile, but T-Mobile year in and year out they have a they have a Tuesday uh, giveaway thing. They give away free stuff. They gave away the MLB package last year for free. Wow! So that was one of the big things last yeah, year. You got to sign up and and yeah. get that. So they just had the MLS package this past week. I'm not a big soccer guy, so I didn't go after it. But it was yeah. free. I probably should have just got it anyways. But
1: yeah, it's I'm, I enjoy my soccer. Do you
0: like soccer? I do,
1: yeah. Got uh, my spirit shirt on.
0: I got the spirit, man. You got this, this guy, by the way. We're gonna have a podcast on this one day. going and pull all of his hats because if you notice today, he's got the old. It's the pillbox type hat, but it's a it's a better, the better version of it, I could say. Yeah, and I got the old school. I got the old school bucko, which I wouldn't mind seeing this bucko come back. I always liked this bucko. Reminds me know. of the old K. Reminds me of the old KBL days, and
1: He reminded me of Bill Mazara. I call him the Maz Bucko. Because he reminded yeah, me of happen. Bill Mazeroski. Kind of looks like him.
0: But, Dave, thank you so much. And like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, post this on the uh, website and post this on Facebook. And two it's Wednesdays tough. from now, it'll be the prospect. But we'll be able to talk about maybe some of the ways they, they've they played in spring training up to this sure. point, too, some of the guys. Yeah. So it'll well, be okay. nice. Good talk. Good Dave, talk. take care. Have a great weekend. And um, you too. enjoy enjoy the start of baseball season.
1: All right. You too, my friend.
0: Thank you.